0: Rest in peace, Tracy Smothers, 58 years old from Springfield, Tennessee, wrestled from 1982, retired in 2019. During his career, he worked with WCW, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, WWF, ECW, CWF, and local Cleveland promotion, Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, just to mention a few Uh, He was part of the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys with Scott Armstrong. He was a uh, member of the Young Pistols in Smoky Mountain, and was also two-time Smoky Mountain champion. In the WWE, he played uh, enhancement talent, Fred Joe Floyd, it was called the WWF at that time, and uh, had uh, a couple matches against uh, Stone Cold and uh, Triple H. He did have a win over Bradshaw during that period of time. And then, of course, most famous probably for his work in ECW, where he was a member of the Full-Blooded Italians, which was the, the famous ECW stable... Based around little Guido, who was Italian, but all the other, his fellow Italians were uh, guys like Tracy Smothers and Tommy Rich and uh, Big Sal and Graciano and some other guy, Ulf Hansen, I think, was like the German guy. Uh, Mabel was in the FBI. Needless to say, only little Guido was ever Italian in the group. Um, Tracy Smothers was billed as being from Southern Italy. <laughs> and... Uh, I got to say, just real quick, I was really lucky. I've gotten to see Tracy Smothers live at a couple Cleveland All-Pro events way back in the day, early on. And um, he was hilarious. I loved, uh, he one time said, told us how he had beaten LeBron James at horse and how he's the real king of Cleveland. Um, he was always willing to kill the audience. <laughs> he had a great relationship with the audience. Just if you paid your couple bucks to go see him at an indie show, you definitely got your money's worth because he was hilarious. I was watching a clip today from All Pro in which uh he was uh, cutting a feud on Claudio Castagnoli and a uh, local wrestler and actually friend of mine, Jason Bain, and um <laughs> he kept on calling Bain Andrew. <laughs> Just awesome. Trey these smothers was hilarious. He's like that hillbilly uncle that you'd always look forward to seeing. You know he'd bust your balls. Uh, really sad that he's gone. Only 58 years old. Obviously here at Tough scene, or tough Ring with Nick and Tony, our hearts go out to him. And um, thank you, Tracy Smothers, for all the great work. And I sincerely just look up, uh, if you don't know who he is, look up some Tracy Smothers on YouTube today. I guarantee you, you'll have a good laugh. Episode of AEW Dynamite in the books, and I saw some of it. Ugh, curse you, Spectrum Cable! You almost ruined my night. I was gonna be lazy, hang out on, on my couch, and do the show after Dynamite, and uh, not leave my house. Do it from the comforts of my own home remotely today, because I was lazy. But no, no. Spectrum wouldn't allow it. I had to f- get up in my pajamas, get in my car, and drive down and see my brother. And Tony, hopefully you were keeping notes tonight, buddy, because I'm in the dark for a good amount of this show.
1: I was fiercely scribbling, and uh, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll be all right. all
0: right. um, good, Big night tonight, a lot of implications. Uh, where obviously, the biggest thing is we're going to find out what the finals are going to be. For in the title tournament, going into full gear, we have I think one more show until full gear, I yep. believe. Yep. Um. So we're getting revved up. We know most of the matches at this time. We get a couple more revealed, and a uh, real quick before we get into tonight though, uh, just a couple things I just want to point out from uh, Dynamite and, and and Dark specifically, Dark, uh, where they finally had the payoff of the Peter Avalon. Brandon Cutler match uh, to get their first win ever, and it was a really, really good match. Um, it ended, there was a cool spot where instead of thumbtacks, Cutler pulled out dice, and that's actually more brutal than thumbtacks any day. And it ended with uh, Leva basically telling Peter to go to hell. Like, you know, she. That's the reason he even got over is because of her, and, you know, he's an asshole. She walks away. The Bucks come out to cheer Cutler on, and he's able to overcome and get his first win. So uh, that long-running feud seems to be at its conclusion on Dark, and it was a really good episode of Dark, two two uh, two and a half hours. It's like the WWE
1: pay-per-view equivalent of an AEW show. Yeah, I mean, they already have a second show, effectively, so.
0: Yeah, so really good. If you're not watching Dark, check it out. Being the Elite was really funny this week uh, with uh, <laughs> the, the the Dark Order Halloween party. And um, nothing too not- noteworthy, although going into this, there was where the Serena Deeb had won the NWA women's title this week. Which is uh, over Thunder Rosa, which brings up a lot of implications. Doesn't look like uh, Thunder Rosa will be showing up at AEW anytime soon. The rumors are is that she may be headed WWE bound. So who knows what's going on? But uh, going into tonight, Serena Deeb is the uh, NWA Women's Champ. And then uh, one quick last note is uh, the feud between Brandy and Anna Jay is kind of developing a little bit more. Uh, There was a shot of Brandy last week's John Silver. Johnny Hungy himself was on and it was a great episode, but it ended with Anna Jay attacking, invading a home invasion. Yep. A la Steve Austin, Brian Pillman. B-N-E. And, uh, broke all sorts of laws there. And, uh, (laughs) John Silver loved the new Jill, that world star at the end. But, uh, so that kind of escalating their feud even more. So we're going to see where that goes. Um. But uh, Tony, let's get into tonight's episode.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So we start off uh, obviously on commentary. We got uh, J.R. Tony and Excalibur, and we get a quick interview. We start off right after the uh, introduction with uh, Wardlow and MJF, and it's essentially uh, MJF and Wardlow talking to each other backstage. And essentially, MJF is you know ruminating about the match that Wardlow's about to have uh, in in the uh, World Title Tournament coming up. And uh, MJF effectively says, "Well, Wardlow, if you win, you know that you're gonna have to give me your title because you're." under contract for me i hire you to do my bidding so you know i'm taking that title and then right after you got done saying that sammy uh guevara comes in and he essentially you know kind of punks out mjf and essentially tells him there's no way in hell he's gonna let you know uh, mjf join the inner circle at any cost and uh he he leaves you know and kind of uh leaves mjf and and wardlow backstage uh and Warlow, like he, Obviously, MJF doesn't know his history
0: because uh, being a little bit older, I remember a, fami- a time which uh, Ted DiBiase tried to pull that stunt sort of uh, by buying the title off Andre the Giant famously. And, of course, you've never heard Ted DiBiase ever listed as a WWF world champion. And that set the ground for WrestleMania 4 and Macho Man Randy Savage winning the title. So... uh MGF, you got to be a better st- uh, student of history.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's it's a, a lead-in do, to the match. You know, Obviously, we have Wardlow versus Paige. Uh, this is the semifinals now. We get uh, two semifinal matches tonight for the uh, world title eight-man tournament.
0: Yeah. Um, excited. Like, uh, <laughs> this is, I think, what we've been looking forward. I, I, I kind of... I had... Feeling like maybe Wardlow had a chance to pull an upset here, because who knows? It just seemed too clear that it was going to be Page and Omega. But, uh, you know,
1: sometimes you just got to do what what's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it was a really good match. I mean, both guys started out right out the gate, just beating the shit out of each other, really going after. It felt like a really good, you know, kind of... Uh, both guys were really hungry for, uh, for the title and advancing further in the tournament uh wardlow uh there's a notable spot where they start battling in the ring at first and then they move it to the outside and once they do wardlow just almost like buckle bombs it's like a buckle bomb spear it's like a spear where he took him and raised him up and threw him against the guard rail and it just looks super (laughs) wicked and just crazy i thought page was knocked out for sure but he ends up getting up they bring it back into the ring uh And uh, Wardlow just, I mean, just keeps, uh, you know, beating down Page. Page ends up getting a little bit of his fire back and goes on a little bit of a spree. Uh, And, uh, you know, Wardlow battles back once again, beating him down. And, you know, three quarters of the way into the match, you feel that, you know, Page is you know out for the count, and then all of a sudden somehow Paige musters up the adrenaline or just pure insanity, and he goes and he gives uh wardlow uh two uh count him two buckshot lariats, and he ends up uh winning and advancing to the next round over wardlow
0: yeah, so i missed uh I saw some of this match, but that's where my uh access to uh the almighty t n t application uh, expired, and I got a big lock and key sign on my damn app, so, um, but I, I've, I'll have to check this out, but I, I mean, it sounds like just what you wanted, a big brutal match, uh, obviously Hangman went over, but he had to pull out the stops on Wardlow, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, but that's, that's the right booking, it's the obvious booking, but it's the right booking,
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was really, really good. Great way to start off, uh, you know, Dynamite and have a lot of energy.
0: Wardlow's going to be such a big baby face. They're already kind of grooming it. Like, I like Wardlow a lot. If you've seen him on some of the other stuff, he's got a real good personality. And they're already building the whole, like, MGF kind of, like, victimizing it. You know, the Virgil angle here. So, uh... Except he's not—he's no virtual. He's no Soul Train Jones. And he's much better. Since
1: this is Tough Ring Cleveland, he is also one of the only professional wrestlers that actually bills himself as being from Cleveland in the confines of the wrestling show.
0: Yes, definitely, and definitely on AEW, There's a few in the yeah. WWE. Yep. Yeah. There's one from Parma that says he's from Hollywood.
1: What a bitch. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> next we we get a, a nice Moxley promo. Uh, it's you know a little vignette video, and essentially just you know Moxley building his match with Eddie Kingston at full gear, and just really going into their personal history with one another. And it was it was a really good uh, uh, promo by Moxley. I I'm thought. sure
0: it was real light and fun and breezy. Both of their interviews, everything. That's what I think. What I think Kingston and Moxley, light-hearted and breezy. Yeah, it was very was fan- so serious.
1: It's, it's, it's fancy free for sure. I'm from the streets.
0: This and I'm gonna kill you. That and <laughs> it's the
1: Midwest versus the East. I like it. But then uh, Eddie Kingston goes into the ring. Uh, he cuts, you know, a, a small promo, kicks out the cameraman, just kind of a dick to each other, and that leads into his uh, quick match that he ends ends up happening with a uh, Matt Sydal.
0: Um, I you know the former Evan Bourne. Uh, interesting, um, that's an interesting, uh, matchup. Obviously, if Eddie Kingston is keeping grounded, then he's got a good chance. But, uh, yeah, we saw Evan Bourne on Dynamite, too. He got a, or on Dark, he got a good win. They've been used. he's been getting wins on Dark, so it's cool to see him now on Dynamite. Uh, obviously, he should be on Dynamite. He's a, you know, pretty decent name. He was in the WWE for quite a while.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Kingston kept it as pretty much a a brawl. It was a a good match. I liked it. Actually, you know, there was, you know, at at moments where Eddie Kingston was on top, at moments when, you know, Seidel even had a little bit of offense in there, and uh, it was good. There was, you know, uh, to your point, Nick, it was a very grounded match. Kingston kept it as much of a brawl as he possibly could. There wasn't any, you know, not too many high-flying. I think there was, like, one time where Matt Seidel goes to the top rope, but other than that, there's no shooting star presses or anything like that, and I liked seeing that side of Seidel, too.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to catch. See him do a more grounded performance.
1: Yep. And then uh, uh, Kingston ends up putting uh, Sidell in Moxley's, you know, the bulldog choke, the signature, uh, you know, submission right, move right. that he uses. And he ends up tapping out Seidel. But then, adding insult to injury, he grabs a microphone and he makes Seidel say, I quit, which is foreshadowing, obviously, right. the I quit match between him and uh, Moxley. At mm, full Good
0: continuity. Yeah, that's why you want to set it up. <laughs> yeah, I thought
1: it was good. I love anytime uh, you know we got Kingston being the bully. I'm I'm always entertained. So it, it was definitely good stuff. And then after this. We transition over to uh, Excalibur, who's doing like a weird, it's essentially a weird kind of picture-in-picture. Picture. So it's divi- the screen's divided up into two windows. One has FTR with Tully, and then the other one has the Young Bucks with Excalibur. And Excalibur is um, going through the interview and kind of just discussing, you know, kind of both teams' journeys to get to where they are. And, you know, FTR, of course, just putting themselves over as the heels and well, being the best They deserve to be in
0: there. They're the best. They got the gold around their waist. They, They can say whatever they want
1: so yeah in about you know i think after like one or two questions then excalibur goes to the young bucks and he asks them like two or three questions but then you know there's a um excalibur wants them to elaborate on on what he had asked them which was essentially you know uh you know you guys are hurt and you know what's going on what, what what's with you we've noticed a change in you and that's where matt yeah you know jackson goes into the whole thing of you know we're we're the we're like the old young bucks again where you don't give a shit anymore you know we're gonna be these badasses going. Going forward, uh, and then after that, uh, uh once they started elaborating on that, FTR interrupts and they're just like, you know what, you don't even need us for this interview, you're not even talking to us anymore, you know, <laughs> we, we don't need you, we're, we're out of here. And they end up leaving,
0: they're which, top guys, all right. They again, you gotta focus and take care of them because the Bucks can go on for days. I can just imagine both of them blathering Matt, blathering on and on, Nick, standing there like an aloof goofball, making his little weird comments. Yeah, I, I can understand. It was probably a very hostile environment for the FTR. They did the right thing.
1: It was, and uh, even though they left the Caliber still as a good journalist, pushed on with the interview. And uh, and Matt, and I think uh, it was either I can't remember if it was Nick or Matt, but anyway, one of them said, uh, it was Matt, and then he essentially uh, said at the very end of it, just to kind of add some uh, sprinkles on this you know, hot fudge sundae, uh, that um, if. Uh, they lose against FTR for the tag team championships at full gear. The young bucks will never challenge for the tag team championship ever again, which really made me kind of do a second gla- a side glance at like, Okay, but if you do lose, where do you go from there? So that obviously means you're not you're going to win then. Like I don't know, I don't know what the, what they're doing with this. I don't know if I truly like if I if I like that stipulation or if they'll just drop it in a week. Yeah, know?
0: let's paint all of the elite members into a hole where they can never go after the major championship.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily for Cody, the TNT, you know, he, he debuted a, a freaking new championship, so maybe they'll debut a different. Yeah, they
0: there'll be a separate uh, tag title just for the Bucks to win. Yeah, the the backyard mud show they'll a championship. Be, they'll <laughs> go back down to juniors. Uh they'll renounce their heavyweight status. And go back down to juniors and develop a junior tag title or something. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, they need a trios title, in action, and if they're going to add any sort of title like that, it should be a trios title in a uh, AEW because they have so many trios combinations. That is
1: true. They have freebird rules.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have you have the Lucha Express, you have uh, <clears throat> any combination of Kingston's group, any combination of the Inner Circle, any combination of the Nightmare Family, any combination of you know, I mean, all the groups you can pull something out. You have the best friends. Uh, I mean, most of them do come in threes, like a lot of the the, the groups. So, I would think that would make sense, but well, that's a long way going, and. Uh, They've already got a crap load of titles, to be honest. If you count all the titles they're using, well, you have the world, the AW world, you have yeah. the the TNT title, you have the tag titles, you have the women's title. But then there's also the N- women's NWA title, the Triple H title, FTW, and the title. FTW title. Well,
1: and, okay, fuck it, I mean, the being the elite title, and too. The, well, yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> with that. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, so, the, so it's... Also, on being the elite, we got down to the finals, when it's, it's Matt Jackson, John Silver, yep. and Matt No. Matt Hardy, who did he lose to? Uh, it was, the no, it was it Luchasaurus? No, it
1: was like Trent, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know, but whatever. John, well, the main point is that uh, John Silver is just one uh, step away, one game of gator golf away from being the BTE champion.
1: Yeah, I think Gator Golf was a hell of a way to determine a winner.
0: So, yeah, there's already way
1: too many fucking belts in AW. Yeah, seven official and one unofficial, so I am down. And, I is mean, not official. It's not I, official. I'm, I'm, it's official because Taz is It's there. official to Taz, one of the announcers. By Taz's presence, it makes it official, all right? Yeah. And
0: he's another one on Dark Walk On, just for Taz, although Taz and x are amazing on Dark. They are. They're
1: like a sitcom, but in commentary form on a pro wrestling show. It's so show. funny. Uh, and then uh, after all that, we get uh, MJF. this is a town hall that they were hosting, very political, okay. you know, kind of playing off the whole MJF, you know, it was running in the campaign and stuff. And it was hosted by Dasha and uh, Tony Schiavone, which was awesome. Uh, and this was really kind of just a a, a cool way to kind of, you know, tease the whole question of will MJF join the inner circle or, or should he? Why should he? And so
0: they're on the ring and they've got the town hall is all the wrestlers though. Like that's... Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. So you have you know Tony and Dash just sitting at the podium being the moderators. They're at, they're actually in, at like a desk at the top of the ramp, and then in the ring you have MJF and Jericho, and then outside the ring is where all the questions are being fielded, and they're asked by all the you know different talent uh, from around that are you know sitting around the ring.
0: Miss President, Miss President, why that's not Geraldine? Is that sound like it's, uh, what you call it, uh, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Mister Robinson's neighborhood. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's good stuff. We start off with Luchasaurus and he goes into a bunch of like, you know, puts on his glasses, plays the whole master's degree thing. And he says to MJF, even though you don't have a master's degree, how are you going to essentially you know, economically make the inner circle more successful? And MJF, you know, says, hey, I appreciate your question. He draws everyone's attention to the big screen hanging over the ramp, and he has a uh, a bar a, a line graph that shows the earnings of the inner circle before MJF joins. And then he said, "I've had a, all the financial experts on Wall Street crunch the numbers, and here's what the inner circle's earnings are going to be when I join them." And it's just you know through the roof; they're making billions and trillions of dollars. Uh, so that was cool. And then after uh, well, Sort
0: if Daniel Bryan's proven anything, and charts do work, then giving you over. They do. Charts are great, right? You know how to use a chart, right, in
1: wrestling? Lists or charts. Yeah, yeah,
0: any sort of...
1: (laughs) Any type of visual aid usually tends to help.
0: I wonder, PowerPoint could be used a little bit more, I think, in
1: wrestling. You have to teach a wrestler how to use PowerPoint. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, after that, we get Britt Baker, uh, who asks uh, the question of Jericho to say, "Hey, Jericho, uh, MJF is pretty t- uh, t- uh, treacherous. You know, what are you going to do with you know, a backstabber that might be, you know, lurking in your <laughs> Cause midst?" Because she,
0: she's not, and she's so honest and sweet.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I will say before this, Reba jumped on the mic and just was like an oogly nerd for Chris Jericho, and was just gushing over him. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, too. Reba's
0: funny. I don't know, there's something, but she's not. She's terrible. Oh yeah. But there's something I don't know funny, like likeable about her. Yeah,
1: I know absolutely. I still don't
0: have seen her in a, like a match.
1: No, ever, no. Uh, and, then, uh, and then and then you know, and Jericho pretty much responds, you know, well, listen, even if MJF is a backstabber, if he does, you know, betray me, well, the rest of the inner circle and I are just going to kick his ass anyway.
0: That's a good simple wrestling like that. The oldest problem in wrestling, the betrayal, like that's a pretty easy. Like oh, we'll just kick his ass. We don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, Peter
1: Avalon, uh, a, a very concerned constituent, asks if he could just join the inner circle, and then gets laughed off of uh, off of the mic. Bad week for Peter Avalon. Yeah. Just, 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 uh, not good. Uh, next we have a surprise guest now. He says, Eric B. has a question. And of course. Eric B. from (laughs) Wyoming. Yeah. (laughs) Like and the, or wherever. of course the man himself, easy e Eric Bischoff, he he ends up uh, coming in and he ends up quoting uh you know the nineteen sixty one inaugural JFK address where JFK says, you know, ask not what your country oh, can yeah, do. Oh, yeah, because this you, is very much like that. But what you can do for your country. So he ends up posing um, the question to MJF, Well, MJF, what can you do for the inner circle? And MJF pretty much, you know, along the same lines as what he answered, I can make them more money, I can make them more successful give them more prestige and then uh, eric bischoff ends up coming back for the second part of his question and he says okay well then what can chris jericho in the inner circle do for you and mjf says well you know what they can make me more of a team player and I, That's I, what he needs. He's very genuine. I believed him yeah. one hundred percent. I thought that he's was so, a, he's so
0: genuine. I, you
1: know, he really yeah. He tugged at the heartstrings of the people watching, and I thought he did a great job. And then third, and and lastly, with Eric Bischoff, he had a three prong question, and this is good because essentially he said, you know, since Jericho is such a prima donna and such, and since you are such a prima donna, and of course, you know, Jericho and MJF protest as soon as he says that about them. Uh, he said, you know, how are you? T- how are you guys going to? Uh, how are you guys going to survive you know without killing each other uh and um mjf essentially just you know goes and says you know hey this would be both beneficial for both of us you know um and and then ultimately mjf ends up turning it around and pretty much saying that listen you know jericho i'm the best thing that's ever happened to you and frankly you know if you don't have a match with me well then you're just going to suffer and so are the ratings uh, so I thought that was a you know, pretty, pretty good um, call out. But then, of course, Jericho has to come back with the final punch and he essentially says, you know what, MJF, I don't want you to join the inner circle. You know, I don't I don't think you're cut out for this whatsoever. He's like, um, you know, um, you haven't beaten me yet. So how about, you know, you face me and if you win at full gear, then I will let you into the inner circle. And at, at this point, um, out of nowhere, uh, Ortiz comes in and, and grabs the microphone out of Jericho's hands and says, you know, pretty much to, along similar lines of what Sammy was saying that, you know, MJF, you're not going to join. You, we don't want you in here. You're not worth it. You suck. You know, we, we have nothing to do with you. And uh, and as a result of that, Ortiz says, you know what? F- screw it. Next week, me and Sammy Guevara, we're going to face, you know, you and Wardlow and, uh, you know, hopefully you won't make it to full gear. So I thought it was a good ending to the whole uh you know promo that they were doing to not be
0: wanted in a group like i think of all the group recruitment storylines throughout the years you know like nwh nwo trying to recruit uh ddp or the Wolfpack recruit the big like uh drive the recruit sting you know um I've never seen one where they're actually pushing to keep a person out. Someone's trying to join a group that they don't want anything to do with him because they just see a mile away that he's a pain in the ass. Uh, But then again, I've never seen a song and dance number take place in that whole kind of storyline. So we're in uncharted territory here. And um, good, I'm glad. I'm looking forward to that match of Full Gear. I'm glad all this is building up. This is a good good lead into what we're going to have a a, a good uh, pay-per-view match so
1: I'm also glad that you did make reference to the dinner debonair because MJF did bring that out as saying when, you know kind of when he was turning it around on Jericho like you need me more than I need you he actually said you know I gave you know the, the you know pro wrestling fans and I gave TV one of the greatest pro wrestling you know entertainment extravaganzas ever he's which,
0: taking the credit for that exactly was... so he's working
1: you know something that is completely polarizing with people and just turning it into a heel thing anyway so I think that was a really smart way to kind of maneuver your way through this, you know, whole story that they've been going through. I
0: love that polarizing means everybody thinks one thing and one guy thinks another thing. That's polarizing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because we all say like, oh yeah, this is polarizing. All I've heard from pretty much everybody that is great. There's one fucking person one person that thought it was horrible and, and the, basically the end of the world. And we all knew who that was going to be from the very beginning. It was always yeah. the, it's always the, the same guy that hates everything. Yep. So, uh, but so, yeah, I, I thought it was a great segment. Yeah, I mean, I know I know there are, like, it's polar, because we all know that's something that could be a wrestling pierce you're not going to like it. But it seems like most people, like, A lot of people really did like it and like, you know, understand what you don't want to see it every week or really ever again. No. That one time it caught you by surprise and it was just something good and fun.
1: And it's still just in, you got to remember, too, it's still within the context of just two shit heel assholes that are going to totally fuck each other yeah, right, over, exactly. just going to extreme lengths because of their egos. So in a weird way, if you if you have the right perspective on it, you don't even have to like it, but it is serviceable in this whole, like, heel-versus-heel yep, story. It's all line. part of
0: it. Everything with them is going to be over-the-top and ridiculous, so, like, that's all. And even this, having a town hall, like... For nothing, really. It's, it's over the top of the ridiculous having Eric Bishop, yeah. flying Eric Bishop in from halfway around the goddamn fucking for having go through quarantine or whatever he had to do.
1: And if it's over the top of ridiculous, and you hate it, guess what, motherfucker? That's called getting heat. That's what heels are supposed to do.
0: Yeah, it was um, hey, cool. Like I said, yep. bring on full gear. Yeah. So after this, but next week we so next week we get it. Sammy and Ortiz yep. versus which so Santana's just like I don't know man I'm just whatever. Santana's
1: just like out with his me phone too, just chilling yeah. out, you know. <laughs> running away from Dasha's shoe. Um so after that we get a, another little like, you know, uh, a recap of, you know, just kind of, you know, Taz trying to get Will Hobbs to join uh, and throughout this in through this little vignette, uh, basically the longer the short of it is, hey, Will Hobbs, you better tell us what's going on soon because uh, myself, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are getting completely impatient. So good. I'm glad that they're still... Uh, prodding this thing along, and that you know, hopefully, you know, because Will Hobbs ended up coming to the rescue of Darby Allen, who has been at odds with Team Taz. It's nice to see Will Hobbs still staying in the mix, and I hope they push him. Because damn it, I've liked him ever since I saw him on Dark.
0: Yeah, you know things take a little time, but I think he's on upward mobility here. Um, maybe one of the other guys you're going to see pushed. This year, like, their projects for this year. Obviously, War though, is one of those projects. We were talking about that earlier. Yep. And I think Will Hobbs could be on that list, too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely.
1: Uh, and then after that, we get our second semifinal uh, match of the world title tournament. And this is uh, Orange Cassidy. Or, I'm sorry, my bad. No, I'm sorry, not the semifinal. This is the TNT title.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you guys, see, I saw this. Man, this is where I'm back on. So I knew you were messing up there. I don't know how much of this shit that you ever, were you bullshitting for the last twenty.
1: Minutes?
0: I don't, folks. I don't know that what he was just saying is even. He might have just been lying. He might have been working on us. I have no idea. I didn't watch the damn show. That's
1: what I get to flipping a, a page ahead in my notes and then <laughs> flipping back and then forgetting which title I'm on. So yeah, no, this is the TNT Championship title match between Orange Cassidy and Cody,
0: and it is a lumberjack
1: match. Yes, it is a Lumberjack. And there are many Lumberjacks of there different is. different factions.
0: We got the Dark Order out there. We got um, the, 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 the Jurassic Express. We got the Best Friends out there. We got... Uh,
1: Team Nightmare. Family. Nightmare
0: Family out there. QT and uh, Dustin. Uh, we got... And Arn was out there, too. Oh, and Arn was out there, too. <laughs> yeah, and then we got... Uh, Hybrid 2 is out there. Yep. Uh, so, um... And I think the Dark Order, you had a good... It was like Silver, five ten and... Re- I don't know if Reynolds was out there. I don't specifically I remember didn't. seeing Reynolds. Yeah. We don't know how he's doing after last week. There was that scary incident last week, which we didn't say anything at the time because we didn't even notice. Yeah. Um. We heard about it later. Like, he was out cold for a little period of time and nobody else noticed. The Blade actually had to pull him over. We I noticed this power. the Blade pulled him over to... Uh, the ringside and made the tag but I thought that was just him selling like spot. yeah he was uh, knocked out cold for a little while so very scary so I, I'm i not sure I can't remember if Silver was out there but hopefully he's doing alright or not Silver uh, Reynolds hopefully he's doing alright
1: yeah that was I didn't even know anything I honestly I had no idea that anything had even happened they had sold that like pretty seamlessly so yeah that was crazy. Um, yeah, I I thought this was a a good match. I thought this match started off kind of slow, and I was kind of like standoffish. But then once it kind of progressed through, like once the picture in picture was done, and it came back, it gained its momentum pretty goddamn quick.
0: Yeah, I thought Cassidy. I think this was one of the like Cassidy looked a lot better. Yeah. Um, in the ring, the spots they had, and then there was you know some funny out of the ring spots. There was a, uh, Chucky and Trent like picked up Orange when he was like about to fall off the apron into outside of the ring. And they pushed him back up. And there was another spot where Kenny was in that same situation, but then they just let him fall to the ground. Um, There was another spot where they actually kind of worked it smoothly to where everyone got into one position outside of the ring. And there was like a, what was this, suplex off the top rope or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, super, yeah, superplex, you know, a top rope vertical suplex.
0: Everyone got taken out. That was actually, you know, you see that they're usually waiting around for a long time that was it for that many guys to work together to like you still saw it coming like a two seconds before
1: but not a minute before so it was it was yep. pretty good yeah they're getting better at like not telegraphing shit like Yeah, that, so that was good um and then uh, you know, of course, you know, with with his move the crossroad, you know, Cody does eventually end up, you know, uh, pulling it out, winning, and retaining the TNT title. But you know, I thought it was a good match; I liked it. Yeah, it was
0: good. The two guys in the ring were good. The outside stuff was fun. I'm always gonna like you know, Silver running around there, and then it ends with a brawl after the match. Everyone starts brawling, and beating the shit out of each other. It was cool that weird dynamic. We have two baby faces in a in a lumberjack match. Because normally one's a heel, and one's a babyface, you have know, the heels and the babyface Lumberjacks. This was, you had both guys, like, it was just kind of weird, like, you know, um, the heels were always trying to attack both guys, and so the Lumberjacks were kind of keeping the heels away from them. And But then when you landed over on the heel side, like, it didn't matter who it was, they were getting their ass beat. So it was kind of just changing that up a little bit. It was fun.
1: No, absolutely, and then after that, I, I, I got another another good match, and I I think tonight it's just been consistent with matches and promos. Everything's been pretty good. No, nothing you know out out of control. For what I've seen,
0: if you are to believed, be believed with your description, uh-huh. uh, I yeah, it seems like it was pretty good, solid card. Uh, kind of like last week's without the punctuation of the musical number. Yeah. But just solid good stuff like really what most of last week's
1: episode was too. And building those grudges, those blood feuds, Moxley and Kingston, you know, Will Hobbs and eventually Taz and the yep. team and all that. Yeah, it's been
0: good stuff. The final polishes, getting the last little things here and obviously next week uh, for for All Out. We're, we're ready to go though. I mean, that's the format of how they lead to these pay-per-views it's kind of jarring at first because they're doing like storylines that are going nowhere and you see like three weeks out then they start solidifying storylines figuring out what storylines they want to go with yep. but once they get do that they, they build them good, they take the time within there and they build on things that already happened. so it's not like rushed and out of left field and that's what happens when you use long-term storytelling and you have good continuity
1: Yep, and you respect the fans yep uh and then uh, speaking of blood feuds another fun blood feud we end up seeing uh, best friends you know in back after the whole brawl and they're end up accosted, they're being accosted by uh kip sabian and penelope ford with a trick-or-treat you know jack-o'-lantern uh bag with full of candy and they say hey uh best friends you know trick-or-treat they hand them the jack-o'-lantern bag and then out of nowhere like Leatherface, fucking miro comes and starts beating the shit out of them why because they broke their video game that was you know outside of the ring a couple weeks ago
0: yeah, like I was saying, this makes the Edge Booker T feud over the shampoo commercial look ridiculous, or the spilled coffee Jericho uh, Regal spilled coffee match or feud. So it's up there with that. But hey, it was fun. Miro when he gets pissed is fucking crazy, and I guess the the dumber the thing he can be pissed about, the funnier. So
1: yep. Absolutely, and uh, I think a- after that happens, they end up flashing that we're going to get um, a match of, you know, Miro and Kip versus Best Friends, so that should be pretty successful. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah, we've seen that coming, so makes sense. Uh, next, followed by that, we have the uh, women's match for, weirdly enough, the NWA t- women's title match uh, for against Serena Deeb versus uh, Leela Hirsch.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was something like that. Is Leela Hirsch?
1: Yeah, Layla. Her. Layla
0: or something. Yeah, you know, I saw her on uh, Dark yesterday. She was impressive. I think she went against Sheeta. Uh, she's a really good wrestler. Comes off like a like, legit, kind of weird. She's very small and very, like, her lower body is very sty- Like She's like John Silver, like leg She's like very low center of gravity, very short, stubby legs, and uh, could be a lot of power there. And I like, I've been really impressed by her these two matches. I've could be a very good addition. Serena Deeb is friggin' great. Um, I don't know why she has a women's title, but it's the NWA women's title. But hey, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you can to push her and make her legit, one of the top women in, in the company because she should be. She's one of the best wrestlers they have, definitely, and probably the most seasoned veteran. So, uh, yeah, I like this match a lot. This was a good. This was a good women's match. This was. Definitely very cool. Um, Just like to see a little bit more of this, you know.
1: Yeah, no, and they gave them time. It was great. It was you know well paced, and yeah, both ladies are fantastic wrestlers. I can't wait to see more of them, and I hope you know we get more exposure to the women's division in that way, and that you know we start getting some storylines with them as well. Um, I thought it was really good. Also, though, Nick, I had a question. I thought, uh, I thought Thunder Rosa was the NWA women's, uh... did champion. we already talk about that at the beginning, I think? Uh, I think we did, but just to remind everybody, just that, um... Was, so,
0: yeah, Serena Deeb won the title from Thunder Rosa this week. Uh, they're doing some show. I don't know exactly what it is. Or maybe we talked about when we were watching the show. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what happened was, uh... They're doing some split show. I got to find out more about it, but there, there's some other promotion is having NWA matches within their promotion, and um, I think the TV title has been, uh, who won, the TV title also changed hands uh, at on this promotion. Zicky Dice gave it up to somebody. Oh, okay. Even though Zicky Dice hasn't been with the company, he... He left NWA a while ago, but I guess he came back to do this, to give up the... Oh, who was it? Who won the... I can't remember offhand. It was somebody... Shit. Yeah, I can't rem- remember offhand. But um, Thunder Rosa lost the title to Serena Deeb. And uh, it's kind of weird, I guess. They were t- asking Thunder Rosa why she hasn't appeared on AEW. since said she's been waiting by her phone. So they haven't gotten a hold of her. I guess they had no plans on doing anything with her. Uh, there's still a lot of questions. Like what is the relationship with NWA and AEW? What is the role of the the women's title going to be? Because now there's two women's title in uh AW and I honestly think the, women, the NWA women's titles look just as good as the AEW's women's title. Yep. So, uh, yeah, really weird. Thunder Rosa now it's looking like she may be signed to the WWF. That's the rumor going out. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but we know Serena Deeb going into, into this is the women's champion. Nice. NWA women's champion.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, and uh, and 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 through the rest of this match, um, you know Serena ends up you know gaining the offense towards the end and ends up putting uh, Lila in this really weird. It's like a half crab, but she's also torquing her arm in like an armbar motion and uh, ends up you know tapping out Layla. But I, again, I thought it was a great women's match.
0: Yeah, that was a cool uh, finish submission. Yeah, it's just a good good solid match, especially since one of them is you know pretty brand new to AEW. Both of them are new, but I mean Serena Deev she kind of right away took to it like a duck in water, so.
1: Yep, and then next we get a Sheeta interview, and essentially, uh, Sheeta ends up grabbing, uh, you know, the mic and answering back at Nyla Rose and pretty much saying, hey, at Full Gear Nyla, you and I, we're going to face off.
0: Yeah, this is kind of thrown together, even though they could have been building something with these two, so I don't know what's going on, but hey, okay, I'm, I'm cool with this. Um, but then at the same time, like, say Nyla wins again, and she's like a two-time two-time women's champion? Yeah. Is she going to hold it longer? Do they have... Like, don't take it off Cheetah, just to take it off her and have a change. Because if you put it on Nyla and don't have any plans with Nyla to do something with her as a champion, I don't see how it's going to help Nyla in, in any way. And you're better off just keeping it on Cheetah's hands until you have, like... It's not the fanciest thing, but she's, she's solid at least. And I don't want to see them... Like, just... Jumping into something with Nyla when they haven't done anything with her and they haven't shown that they're really gonna do anything with her. Like, and Britt's not ready. I was so, you know, I would think it makes sense for Nyla to win and to maybe set up now, you know, a feud with Britt.
1: Yeah. But, I don't know. I feel bad for Nyla. It seems like everything she's been in has just gotten shit-canned. And it's not because of her. It just seems like circumstance ends up taking over or whatever. Like, I like Nyla. I think she's a decent wrestler. I like to see her in programs and stuff. But, yeah, it just seems like everything that she's been in has just either been half-baked or thrown away after one attempt.
0: Yeah, and she's been really... She is good. And, like, they give her a manager, but I think she was always pretty decent on the bike. Like, I like when she was, yeah. like get that last start in her voice and shit like that. Like
1: Start slamming people through fucking Yeah, like just, fucking
0: you know. Nyla Rose could be used really well. I don't know what her deal is with AEW and why they've been kind of keeping the brakes on her. She's been relatively healthy. <coughs> Maybe they want to shy away from the monster heel.
1: I, I, I don't know. Maybe Brandy's doing some Nikki Bella shit in background. <laughs> That's,
0: that is Tony, uh, all Tony conjecture. You're him. damn right it
1: is. She'll get any. she do anything to be on the show, Nick. I'm just saying. Here's Lucy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but actually, I'm looking forward to that. You know, Nyla and Shida, cool. Let's see what happens at full gear. And hey, at least they, you know, I I hope they get a nice long match and the time to show everybody what's up. So. Um, and then after that, we get a really weird, just kind of you know out of con- just out of nowhere match between Sean Spears and a VSK, who I guess debuted on Dark yesterday, right? Yeah, and
0: he has his logo is looks like uh, Zack Ryder's logo, which is kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a very you know, uneventful match. It was pretty much a, like a thirty second squash yeah. match, and Spears ends up winning. Uh, and then after that, we are, you know, kind of hit with our main event. Which... Well, he gets attacked by, there's a bull oh, throwing right, candy yeah.
0: at Sean Spears. And uh, it turns out to be Scorp and building up their feud again. And we're going to get that. Is that, that's next week, right? I think we're getting Scorpios. Like, that's on Dynamite. I think we're getting that. Yeah. i uh
1: pretty
0: sure it's Dynamite, though. I think it's next week. Yeah, we're I want to say Band-
1: it's Dynamite. There. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll let you guys know next week. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that was good. And then after that, we move into our you know main event: Kenny Omega versus Penta L Zero for the last semifinal match for the World Title Tournament.
0: Yeah, this was good, very solid. Didn't have the drama that last week. I real man that that Phoenix Penta match was great. Oh yeah, but there's some weird things like at the beginning when they're coming out. Penta Phoenix comes out with Penta and he goes like, give him a high five, and. Penta grabs his arm and throws it down. It was written. I don't know what he meant by that. I, just a dick, like, older brother move, like, fuck you. I don't know, like, yeah. don't patronize me, motherfucker. But, uh, I mean, we've seen these guys before. I think this was one of the matches they had all in. I think it was Penta and, uh, Cody. Or not Cody, and Kenny. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: I thought it was good. I, I liked it. Um, you know, I... I Definitely a good match. I I I like Penta. I don't know if someone talked to him backstage or what, but he's just doing less bullshit and less high-fly stuff, and he's he's a really good wrestler. I'm actually really enjoying his matches as of late.
0: Yeah, they've been really good, and with these two, it's just they're like... You know, both of them are trying to outdo each other. They start. Kenny's got him just out of his mind right off the beginning. He just wants to trade fucking blows yep. and chops. And he's wearing the A, the Triple A title, and he kind of uses that to taunt Penta. And there's just a lot going on with Kenny here, like really straight in the line of what he's willing to do to win the what he needs to do to win the title and the mindset he needs to be in. And you know, Penta kind of pushed that further with his antagonizing, doing the you know, he's like uh catchphrase and stuff like that. And they're just hard-hitting. Not a lot of, like, chain stuff. It was, like, a lot of, like, boom, I'm hitting you, you take it, you fucking hit me back. Like, fucking... It was just, like, a war of attrition between the two, and, uh... Good, solid... I mean, these two know how to work together. It's good, solid. Good, solid shit. Just, once again, just tonight, just a
1: really good, solid, ticked-all-the-boxes kind of uh, night. Yeah, great. I mean, great match all the way through. Great momentum. Uh, there's actually one point in the match, too, you know, in, they were working body parts. You know, they weren't afraid to to work body parts in this match where, you know, a Penta ends up taking out Kenny's arm, you know, and it looks like, oh, crap, how's he going to pull off the one winged angel? You know, he uses his right arm. So, you know, just good storytelling all in all, you know, throughout the match. Uh, and then eventually, you know, we get to the, you know, the end of it where, you know, Kenny throws on, you know, it does end up pulling off a one-winged Angel and ends up winning over Penta, advancing to the finals, which are going to be at full gear. And it is now Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page that are going to be uh, going for um, the number one contendership for the AEW championship.
0: We saw this coming a mile away, but there was no other route we wanted it to go. So this yep. is...
1: I'm happy with it.
0: Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we have one more Dynamite Till Full Gear. We will be with you guys next week, regular time. But then the next, we're going to, we'll have to, we might be changing, maybe doing it on Thursday. Uh, We'll let you know when we get there, but there'll be some programming notes. And uh, we will do something for Full Gear. We'll let you guys know exactly what we're going to be doing about Full Gear. So that was another episode of Tuffering with Nick and Tony. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week.
1: Yep. Take care, everybody.
0: The revolution is is televised.